Hebrews chapter 11, we'll just start by reading verses 1 through 6. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I thought of all the things that we need more of, all the, 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 the great um, goals that we can have, the greatest would be to gain more faith, exercise greater faith, in this next year, not only in this next year, but in the rest of the years that we have. It's funny, there's a guy, uh, uh, Charles Keatering. Anybody know who he is? Okay, he used to run GM. And he said this, he says, when I, research, when I was research head of General Motors and wanted a problem solved, I'd place a table outside the meeting room with a sign, leave slide rules here. If I didn't do that, I'd find someone reaching for his slide rule. Then he'd be on his feet saying, boss, you can't do it. You see, faith is, is something that, that we can exercise and we can build on and, and have greater without having to worry about saying you can't do that. Last week we talked about Mary and how Mary, when she was confronted by the angel, she was kind of confused. And the angel said, with God, nothing's impossible. Through faith. We see these things. There was a terrible time in, uh, in England. It's during the Blitz, World War II. London was getting bombed, and things were just, it was just an awful time for the, the people of England. And there was a father who was holding his son by the hand, and they were running from a building that had been struck by a bomb, and, and, and the front yard was a shell hole. And they were seeking shelter as quickly as possible. The father jumped into the hole and held up his arms for his son to follow little boy was terrified. He heard his father's voice telling him to jump, but the boy said, I can't see you. The boy finally jumped. He came into his father's arms and was safe. He jumped because he trusted his father. The Christian faith enables us to face life or meet death, not because we can see, but with the certainly certainty that we are seen. Not that we know all the answers, but that we are known. This next year, starting today, the end of this year, going into the next year, going into the rest of your life, let's exercise greater faith. 
Let me give you a few things about what greater faith will do. When you have a greater faith, you'll have greater worship. Hebrews 11.4 By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. A greater faith will give you a greater worship. It's interesting how to go all the way back to the beginning. Cain and Abel. And, and the same problems that Cain and Abel have, we have today. I think a lot of times we have replaced true worship with our works. I want you to think through that just a little bit. You see, Abel understood that something had to die, something innocent had to be sacrificed. But not Cain. Cain said, look what I've done. He brought all the stuff that he grew, all the works he had done, and he is presenting it to God and saying, look what I've done. You see, Cain worshipped himself and what he's done. Unfortunately, I think we see some of that today. I'm not going to discourage church attendance, but let me tell you something. Just coming to church doesn't make you worship. It's more to it. Abel understood. He presented a sacrifice. He sacrificed an animal. In fact, Cain was so mad that God didn't accept his works that he slew his brother. think if we, I don't want you guys going out and getting animals and killing them or anything. But what I'm going to ask you to sacrifice as you worship, sacrifice yourself. Where you're not the one that's being lifted up and glorified. The Bible says that we are to die to ourselves. To die to self. And that's the, that's the key. Because we are going to have greater faith we don't have to have faith in ourselves. We put our faith into Him. We die to ourselves and we present to Him our bodies a living sacrifice. Romans 12, holy and acceptable unto Him. Greater faith will produce greater worship. Not only will greater faith produce greater worship, but, I think it's weird, greater faith will produce greater obedience. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By the way, on your outline it says verse 18. That's actually verse 8. When I gave, uh, when I gave Gretchen the, the outline, I had written it wrong. My fault. John 14, 15 says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. I think it's, you know, it takes a greater faith to obey. Again, we go back to that worship thing. We can come in and we can, we can uh, put on a pretty good show. And we can come up with some rituals and some regulations and some traditions that we can keep. In fact, so often we come up with those and we'll keep those instead of keeping what the commandments actually say. That was what the Pharisees had problems with and still do today. Another way that we, we kind of 
overcome that obedience because we're a little bit scared and we don't have that great faith is that we educate ourselves. We learn about this and we learn about that and we do this and we do that and we talk about it and we study about it, but we never exercise it. We never put it into practice. See, it takes great faith to have great obedience. Pastor Bales used to say this all the time. I'm sure it wasn't original with him. I don't think anything was original with him. No. He's going to be here in February, so I get a chance to, to needle him a little bit, and I'm sure when he gets back in February, he'll do a year's worth of that to me. He just loves that. But pastors used to say this all the time. We are educated far beyond our obedience. It's very true. We know a whole lot more than what we do. And let's just keep it simple. Love God, love people. Cynthia said something. She's not in here. Oh, good. Um, she's back with the kids, so I can tell on her this morning. Where she goes, you know that love God, love people, make disciples that, that, that make disciples. That's so wonderful. And the, I have no problem on the loving God part. But that loving people thing, that can be a little difficult. I said, yeah, I sure can. I'm glad she still puts up with me. I love uh, airplanes, and I saw this illustration. It says, an F-16 fighter is an amazing aircraft, and it has incredible capabilities. It is an amazing airplane. It does all sorts of really neat stuff. I remember when they first came out. There's one thing, though, that a, a jet pilot requires above all else. The aircraft reacts completely to his control. If it were to have a, a mind of its own, regardless of how remarkable that might sound, it would end up doing as much flying as a door stop. I know we can remotely pilot things, but there needs to be a pilot, a pilot in control. And in, in, in our lives, even if we had all the gifting under the sun, God, as the ultimate pilot of our lives, will only do amazing and remarkable things with our lives when we are fully under his control. If we insist on, on, on taking our lives into our own hands, at every opportunity we'll find ourselves as effective as a doorstop. And you'll see less gifted, more humble men and women be used. Obedience is the golden key of joy and excellence. So if we exercise a greater faith, we can have a greater obedience to God. Not only that, a greater faith equals greater perspective. Hebrews 11, verse 23 to 26. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Greater faith gives you a greater perspective. We live in a world that that 
teaches us that we should get everything we can get. That he who, what's the old sign? He who dies with the most toys wins. Well, when they die with all the toys, somebody else gets the toys, so I guess they're the winners. Listen, we live in a, in a culture, in a world that we want to get, we want to get. It's all about consuming and consuming and, 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 and taking on and taking on. And, and Man, the older I get, I hope I'm getting a little wiser, the less stuff appeals to me. I'm looking at my garage right now. Boxes everywhere. I don't ever get a garage. I mean, this stuff's always everywhere because my wonderful wife just has stuff. Right now, it's full of empty boxes that are getting ready to be filled back up with Christmas stuff that I'm going to have to go put up into the attic and, you know, that goes. But why do we keep consuming? More and more, it's greater to have less. I got to tell you something. I had the best Christmas I've had in two years. Why? All my family was home. I got to spend all, all day, Christmas Day, um, cooking and watching my kids eat. And then the day after Christmas, I got to hang out at home and watch my grandson run all around, play with his toys and hanging out with my son and my daughters and my son-in-law. And, and uh, it was wonderful. In fact, we had planned to go to the movie. We decided we're not going to go to the movie. We stayed home and played games. I don't like playing games, but I played games with them because I just love being with them. Let me tell you something. That is more valuable than any of the stuff they could have got me or got me. The greater perspective. Moses had this greater perspective. He, he was a prince of Egypt. He had everything the world could offer. Yet he chose Christ. He chose to suffer. He chose not what the world would say was the best, but what God says was the best. See, when you exercise greater faith, when I exercise greater faith, we have a greater perspective. We begin to move from a temporal perspective of what is now to an eternal perspective. What God's going to do. I know it's not comfortable to get that delayed satisfaction. We want instant gratification. But when we exercise faith, we can see the eternal perspective. And we can wait for the eternal reward. Greater faith equals greater perspective. Greater faith also equals greater victories. Hebrews 11, verse 30 to 35. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down and after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say? For the time would fail me to, uh, to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephetha and David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance 
that they may obtain a better resurrection. Incredible victories. Just to remember a little bit of 2017. Since May, we've had through our ministries and through our outreaches over 60 people call on Christ as their Savior. That's amazing. I got a feeling 2018 is going to be much bigger than that. We experience victories. We see things happen. We see God do great things. One of my favorite missionaries is a guy named Adonira Judson. I don't know how many of you know about Judson. Judson, he was really the first American missionary. And he went to Burma, and which is Mylar now. And there were no Christians there. It was all Buddhist. And Judson went. He started as a congregationalist, and he, he was on the, um, a boat headed o- over to India to, to get to, where, to Burma, and um, he became a Baptist. He and, and uh, Luther Rice and his wife, they were all studying, and they decided they really weren't congregationalists. They were Baptists. So they, when they got to India, Luther Rice and then turned around and went back to raise money, and, and Judson stayed. Judson, when he died, oh man, he died at age 62 and, and on April 12, 1850. Except for a few months when he returned to America after 34 years of his first sailing, he's only, he, Judson has spent 38 years in Burma. Although he had waited six years for his first convert, Sometime after his death, a government survey recorded 210,000 Christians, one out of every 58 Burmans. His great faith, his great patience, his great perseverance transformed Burma. By the way, 150 years later, even now, there are churches that Judson started Believers in Burma and Mylar, because of what Judson did, because of his great faith, God gave him great victories. Okay, this is the one point I didn't want to preach, but I must be honest. A greater faith is going to equal greater suffering. Verse 36 to 38. And others had trial of cruel mockings, and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, and they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. It would be very unfair to not give you all of the truth of God's word. Yes, there are great victories. Yes, we get a great perspective, great obedience, great worship, but there will be great suffering. And I know that's not a popular message. In fact, I know that, that, that in some cases, the theology has totally changed. And if you have greater faith, you'll never have anything wrong. I don't know. Did, did that work out for Peter? as he hung on a cross upside down? Did it work out for Paul as he was stoned kicked out, run around, and finally had his head chopped off. Did it work out? These were great men of faith. 
there was also great sufferings. And yes, there are going to be some great sufferings. Oh, but the last verses. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God hath provided some better thing for us than they without us should not be made perfect. They did all this before seeing Christ. John Piper said this, God's plan is that his gospel spreading, church planning purpose triumph through the suffering of his people. Right now across this world, across this earth, some of the greatest revival is going on. People are coming to know Christ by the thousands in places like China and in Burma and across that Silk Road through Iran and Iraq and all throughout the Middle East. God is doing an amazing thing. He's doing the same things down in South America. Amazing things are happening. And also great persecution of those who are becoming believers. But they'll tell you it's worthwhile. Judson, Adonira Judson, man, he had some great victories. When he finished his course, it was an incredible victory. But what you don't know, he spent 23 months in prison, 21 months in prison. He lost two wives and lost some children to illness. One of the great biographies, if you get it, is Anne Hazeltine Judson. He suffered greatly, yet God gave him incredible victory. Greater faith will equal greater suffering, but it will also equal greater worship, greater obedience, a greater perspective. That perspective where... Suffering's not so bad because of the what you see at the end, which is the greater victory. So, great, Dale. That's wonderful. I appreciate you talk, telling me all about having a greater faith. But how do we get a greater faith? How do we exercise a greater faith? How do we build on the faith that we have? Let me quickly give you three things. Number one, saturating our minds with the Word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Romans 10, 17 says this, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You cannot exercise more faith. You cannot build your faith until you are in the Word of God. You must read God's Word. You must listen to God's Word. You must be under the teaching of God's Word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We need to saturate our minds with the Word of God. Hebrews also tells us, in Hebrews 11, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. It was spoken into existence by the Word of God. When Christ comes back, He will 
destroy his enemies by the word of God. See, if we're going to have more faith, we have got to be able to, to go through God's word and, and find those great promises that he has for us. And be able to claim those promises and to hold tight, hold fast to his promise. But we will never know the promises if we're not in his word. We will never have the security. We will never know the, 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 the love of God until we are in his word. If we're going to have a greater faith, we have to saturate our minds with the word of God. Not only that, we're going to have a greater faith. We're going to have to embrace suffering or embrace the testing of our faith. We just read those verses in, in uh, Hebrews 11. Remember James, the brother of Jesus? James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting, my brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That word perfect, that word perfect means mature. It means mature. So as we embrace the testing that's going to come our way, and let me tell you something. 2017 was full of testing. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what, 2018 will be full of testing. By the way, you're not always tested with hard things. Sometimes you're tested with prosperity. There seems to be a great op uh, uh, um, optimism in our country today. It seems to be starting anyway. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes it's much more difficult to be faithful and it's a much harder test to deal with the blessings than it is with the difficulties. But there are going to be both this year. And they are going to test us. And we need to embrace that testing. Because as we go through those tests, as we go through those, those trials, it's going to mature us. It's going to strengthen our faith. There's stories. This is a, one of my favorites. George Mueller. Anybody heard of George Mueller? He was a praying guy. He prayed everything. He ran orphanages. And George Mueller would pray the food in every day. He just prayed about everything. He had an incredible faith. But man, sometimes it would be right up to the last seconds before something would come through. But George Mueller said this, God delights to increase the faith of his children. We ought instead of wanting no trials before victory, no exercise for patience, to be willing to take them from God's hands as a means. I say, and say it deliberately, trials, obstacles, difficulties, and sometimes de defeats are the very food of faith. We should take them out of his his hands as evidence of his love and care for us in developing more and more that faith which he is seeking to strengthen in us.
Listen, God's not so concerned about your comfort as He is about your character. And testings and trials and difficulties and blessings all work to build your character into one that is like Christ. Another quote from Pastor Bales. A faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. So if we're going to build our faith, exercise greater faith, saturate our minds with the Word of God, embrace the testing, and then, above all, confidently know that your faith pleases God. By faith, Enoch, when he was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. With confidence, we can live our lives knowing that our faith pleases God. That's what pleases God. Oh, I know. That's harder to do than maybe work. Maybe we can do a lot of stuff for God. And yes, it's right to do stuff for God. But if you're not doing it by faith, it's not pleasing God. Enoch, one of only two men in the Bible who never died. And we can go into a lot of theological stuff that's going to happen later in all eschatology, but we're not going to go there this morning. Enoch never died. And Genesis says that Enoch walked with God and God just took him up. What a, what a testimony. That everything you did pleased God and you walked with him. We can confidently know that our faith pleases God. I want you to think about this a second, or maybe longer. How do we get reconciled to God? Through faith. You're saved by faith through grace. God asks, asks us to exercise faith so that we can be forgiven of our sins. Oh, Jesus came to this earth. I know. He was perfect. He lived the perfect life. He laid that perfect life down to pay for the sins of all the world. Every sin, past, present, future, of all mankind were paid for with the blood of Christ. Then Jesus was buried and he rose again the third day so that we could all have forgiveness. Here's a big word I learned. That sacrifice is not efficacious. That means it doesn't apply to us until we receive it by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. By faith, we also understand that he is a rewarder 
when we reach out by faith and call on Jesus Christ to be our Savior, to forgive us of our sins, to be our Lord, we do so by faith, which pleases God to the utmost. When we walk by faith, it pleases God. When we serve by faith, it pleases God. When we exercise more faith, it pleases God. If you're here this morning and uh, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you've never had that faith experience, you may believe on in, in all of the, the story. I was, I have to go back to my, my conversion experience. I believed everything. I believed that Jesus was the Son of God. I believed that he died on the cross and rose again to take care of his sins. I believed everything you needed to believe but I had never exercised faith in Him as my Savior. If you're here and you've never done that, don't, don't leave this that way. Already start, end up 2017 by exercising a greater faith and trusting in Christ as your Savior. For all those others who have trusted Christ and exercised that faith, May we start exercising a greater faith so that we can see that greater worship, those greater victories. We can be have a greater obedience, have that eternal perspective. And yes, we may even have some greater suffering, but we'll know it's all worth it because it pleases God. Let's pray together. Thank you.